Welcome to the journey with Sarah Alexia, where we embark on life's roller coasters together because this life is not easy. Join me, your host, Sarah Alexia, as we navigate the twists and turns, finding comfort in the belief that with a touch of humor, because I can be funny, a sprinkle of motivation, and a dash of divine guidance, life's journeys becomes not just bearable, but truly remarkable. Get ready for a podcast full of wisdom, motivation, and the timeless words from the good book itself, the Holy Bible. Let the journey begin. Welcome back to The Journey with Sarah Alexia. I am super excited that you decided to tune into today's episode. I just want to say thank you so much for your continuous support and love. It has definitely been motivating me to keep going, and I'm just super grateful for every listener that has been tuning in. Today's episode is very, very special because I finally have my first guest, and I'm super excited about the conversation that we're going to be having today, and I just pray that it blesses you. So let's get into it. In my last episode, I talked about walking in the grace and mercy of God, and we ended off with the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 13. And this is what it read. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. So the way I looked at this scripture is that it tells us who God is. It tells us that it tells us that God is gracious, it tells us that God is merciful, and it tells us that God is slow to anger and he's of great um great kindness. But what it also tells us, it tells us what we ought to do and to truly experience who God is. And the two things that it tells us to do is it tells us to rend our hearts and it also tells us to return to the Lord our God. Now, I understood what it meant to return to the Lord our God. That means, you know, turn away from all our idols, turn away from the things that are keeping us bound and just really return to him. But the part that I really had to like really study and try to understand was to rend your heart. So, cause I really never understood what that meant. So I had to obviously go over to minister Google real quick and see what does it mean to rend? So according to Google, to rend means to tear apart, break, or divide. Now, when I think back to the verse, to wrap it up really quickly, cause I really want to get our guest on here, but to wrap this up really quickly, we have to tear apart what's on the inside to truly experience God's grace, to truly experience God's mercy. It's not so much, you know, the outside and the outer appearance, but it's really so much on the inside. How are you breaking your heart for God? And what, what is the inner work that you need to do in order to walk into God's grace and to walk in his mercy? So I'm really excited to have our guests come on and really share what does it mean to really rend your heart and break your heart and do the inner work in order to truly experience the grace and the mercy of God. So let's get into it with our guests. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. So um, let the audience know who are we speaking with? Where are you from? How old you are? Things of that nature. Uh, my name is Priscilla. I'm from Johnston. Grew up in EP. Um, I'm 19 years old and I love chicken. Yo, black people really need to give up the chicken thing, bro. Like, y'all gotta, like, chicken is not good for you, but whatever. That's another topic for another day. Um, So you mentioned Johnson EP. Folks don't know where that is. Where is Johnson and EP? It's, it's in Rhode Island. Okay, yep. Guys, we're from the smallest state in America. 
All right, y'all, let's get into it. So Priscilla shared this awesome testimony in Revelation the other day, and it really blew my mind. Like the way that it aligned with the message that I gave on Wednesday about walking in God's grace and mercy and what does it look like in order to truly walk in that grace and in that mercy. So Priscilla, if you can just share really quick, like what was the season that you went through in order to really walk in God's grace and mercy? Yeah, so um, I've been leading worship at my church for about four years now. Um, and I just really felt like I needed to take a step back, um, just because I really wanted to grow spiritually. Um, and I feel like I couldn't do that if I was continuously having to, um, pour into others. I felt like Mm -hmm. I just needed to pour into myself. Mm -hmm. So I just took that step back and that's when I began to realize like my relationship with God was not what I thought that it was. Um, I began to realize that I kind of was relying on ministry Mm. to, you know, say that, yeah, like I have a relationship with God, but you know, when I wasn't doing that, um, I felt like I was so busy with everything else, but missing what the point of it was, which was Mm. just his presence. So you mentioned like you wanted to grow spiritually, like what exactly prompted that? Like what was the thought process? Like, oh, I got to grow spiritually. What was that? Um, It's crazy because, um, again, like I've been leading worship for a while, but it was in November that God had really, um, I had fasted, I had prayed um, because I had to make a decision for um, college. Mm. And I was just like, you know, I want to do this, but, you know, I do worship and I'm really like, I feel like I'm good enough at it. And I feel like it's one of the only things that I feel confident in. Mm -hmm. And so I had prayed and fasted and God was like, like, this is what you're going to do. Like my church, um, they added me to their staff to be like part time. I was like, okay, like this, that, that was my confirmation. And I felt like there was just so much more growing that I had to mm. do to really step into the place that God wants for me. So that's when I decided to take that step back. And so you also mentioned, so I like how you said, like, you know, you, you needed, in order to like be promoted, you had to rest. And I think a lot of people miss that in life. Like when you want to level up, you are going to have to take a step back in order to level up. And a lot of people, they just be going, 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 going. And then you get burnt out and then you blame God. That's another topic for another day. (laughs) But I love how you said, um, you mentioned that, you know, through your resting period that you realized you were relying too much on ministry. Like what, what, what did, what made you realize that? Um, I didn't really realize it until January, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I was just like, I thought I was good, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then when I wasn't doing it anymore, I was just like, oh, like, I barely pray. Like, I barely, I only call on God when I need him. So when did that click, though? When then did you realize, yo, I'm barely praying? Like, when did that click for you? And what did you do about it? Um, I wouldn't say it was like a specific moment, mm-hmm. but I think I went through like a whole week and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I Ooh. forgot. I forgot to read my Bible. I forgot to pray. I'm like... Someone had said something about like the verse of the day, and I was just like, uh, I don't know what the verse of the day was. I didn't oh, know that yet. did you lose your Bible streak? No, I didn't. So was you just open in the Bible app? Just <laughs> don't be calling me out. On this no, I'm not you just open in the Bible just to get a streak. Yo, honestly, t- to the folks who do that, shame on you. That's wild. That's wild. So, but you did mention taking a break from ministry. Would you say that if you didn't take a break from ministry, that you would have never, like, would you have gotten this revelation? Absolutely. I would not have gotten this revelation at all, no. And, like, it's funny because in one of my episodes, I mentioned how, like, for me, in order for me to grow, and this, this had nothing to do spiritually, but in order for me to grow as an individual, I had to rest. And, like, I feel like a lot of people negate rest and we just keep going, going, especially in the black community and in the Christian community. Like, we just yeah. keep going, going, and going. And for me, I wanted to grow as an individual. In order for me to grow as an individual, I had to rest 
from being an individual. So in order for you to grow as a worship leader, you have to rest from being a worship leader. So like, I really just want to stamp like to those who are listening, rest is important. Like if you need to take a break, take a break. Great. So Priscilla, you shared this really dope analogy when you were sharing your testimony. And I just thought it was like the perfect analogy to tie in like our relationship with God. So can you share that analogy really quick? Yeah, so let's say that, you know, I'm trying to start going to the gym. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get, you know, fit for the summer. Hot girl summer. Period. Hot Christian girl summer, though. Hallelujah. Yes, Christian girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's say I'm trying to do that. But, you know, like, I'm really busy. So I can only go, like, on Mondays for 30 minutes. Mm. And I can only do cardio, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, and so and you're, I, trying to, you're trying to get thick? Yeah, I'm trying to, like, gain some. I'm, like, I weigh, like, one. I'm not going to put But just, I'm skinny and I'm 5'7". So, so y'all, wait, hold on. So, you're trying to get thick mm-hmm. and you're going to the gym on Mondays mm-hmm. and you're doing cardio? Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, like, I feel like that's enough because, like, at least I'm going to the gym. Some people don't go to the gym, right? But you're trying to get thick. Yeah. Okay. Y'all realize how dumb that sounds, right? <laughs> really dumb. And so... The way that um, I tie that into our spiritual walk is, you know, we go to church like one day a week. You know, we spend however amount of time, depending what kind of church you go to. Um, and then we just think that we're just going to grow spiritually mm. based off of that. It's not going to happen. You know, it, it matters like what you do through the rest of the week. It, when you're going to the gym, you need that consistency. Mm. And I've actually been starting to go to the gym. And what a lot of people have been telling me is like, you can do all the exercises, mm. everything. But it really matters what you're eating. Mm. So spiritually, yes, you can go to church. But it matters what you're feeding yourself with throughout the week. Are you feeding yourself with the word of God? Or are you feeding yourself with social media or mm. whatever? See, and I love how you said, like, yeah, you can keep going to the gym. You can do all the workouts. Like, I know when you're trying to go into the hot girl summer, you can do all the hip thrusts you want. You can do all the deadlifts, all the squats. You can do all the Bulgarian squats. You can do all of that. But if you're not eating properly and if you're not being consistent, it's all going to waste. And, like, I feel like that ties back into Joel 2.13 because it tells us to, like, rend our hearts and not our garments. Like, it's not about the outside, but it's more so about the inside. What are you feeding the inside? How are you breaking your heart for God? How are you making sure that your heart is in position, you know, to walk in God's grace and your mercy? It's one thing to say it and, like, quote unquote, go to church. Like, oh yeah, I'm walking in the grace and mercy of God while you're at church. But where's your heart? And I like how you said, like, it's really about the inside. So like you mentioned, you mentioned earlier in your testimony that, you know, you needed a spiritual hunger for God's presence. Like, what did that look like for you? Like, what does it mean to have a spiritual hunger for God and his presence? Yeah. So the way that it looks like for me, I I can kind of break it down into like four simple steps. Mm, so love steps. Yes. <laughs> um. So what I do is I just first and foremost I start my day off with God. You know, like, um, I just set that time aside. I wake up like earlier than I would have to if I'm getting ready or going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would just you know whether it's praying, whether it's worship. Um, whether it's just reading my Bible, sometimes I would just like, um, on the Bible app, there's like a video with the verse of the day Mm -hmm. and I'll just play that and listen to it so it can really break down, um, the verse. Mm -hmm. And I would just do that at the beginning of my day. And, you know, like not every day is perfect, but it's really just, um, the intention 
And I even like tell you, like, text me at 8 a.m. Make sure I'm awake. And this girl will call me at 7:59. Bro, uh, guys, guys, wait, let's time out, time out. <laughs> if someone tells you to wake them up at 8 o'clock, why would you wake them up at 8 o'clock? Wouldn't you wake them up five minutes earlier or like two minutes earlier? Why would you wake them up at the exact same time? That because makes no that's sense. That's what I asked. But uh, the thing is, there's this phrase that goes, "If you're on time, you're late, and if you're in, no, if you're early, you're on time, and if you're on time, you're late." So I wanted to be on time which is why i called you two minutes earlier so anyways back to what you were saying that's what i was saying but yeah it did hold me accountable to the point where sometimes like like i would text her first like hey i'm up (laughs) and then um yeah it just really made my day better like not every day was rainbows and sunshines but it was just the intention of just spending that time with god before i do anything else Mm. and i think another thing which is step two of what i said is um just talking to him throughout the day I feel like just including him in like what you're doing, whether it's like praying as you're on your way to work, on your way home, praying before your food. It's mm, um, a big one. So like, wait, time out, time out. So like, could I go to the supermarket and let's say I'm trying to choose between a zucchini and a bell pepper? Like, th- is that talking to him throughout the day? Like, if that's what you think God needs to know about <laughs> in your day to day. I'm just like, no, because like, let's say someone's listening and they're a new believer and they really want to understand, like, what does it mean to talk to God throughout the day? Like, you know, could could, could they, I know for you, like, you like to pray over your food yeah. before, when you drive, but could they perhaps ask God to choose their vegetable for them? Like, honestly, yes. Like, mm-hmm. God is like, we need to stop thinking of God as like some big guy in the sky on the throne. Like, he's. God is chill, you know. Yeah. Like I be calling God breath sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I just be casual with him because he knows how we are with other people. So like, there's no point in being fake with him. Like if you really need to decide between a zucchini and whatever, <laughs> he's gonna let you know. Like let him know, you know. Facts, facts. Yeah. So um, yeah, just talking to God throughout your day, whatever that may look like for you, mm-hmm. but just acknowledging him. And then step number three, which is something that um has been big for me, is just having a relationship with other people of God, I feel like just being around other people that love God, just like you, it's really mm-hmm. going to push you to love him even more. Um, and you can learn so much from other people in any um, situation, whether it's at work, whether it's at school. So in church or in communities um, related to church, it's just like, it really can inspire you to just press in more and build your relationship with God. And I think it's it's important to remember like, just like any other relationship, whether it be with people of God or not, like no relationship is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like a lot of people, they struggle with like church hurt. Like they don't want to become friends with people who are of the church because of that quote unquote church hurt. But you have to understand that humans are humans regardless. Like we're all going to fall short. So like if you have experienced church hurt in the past, just understand like we are humans. Um, Folks are going to, you know, folks are going to make you mad. Not everybody's perfect, but it's still important to have that relationship like you said, with someone who has the same faith. So, like, you know, it's let's say you are struggling, you can go to that person, even though they have their flaws, but you can still go to that person and ask them to pray for you. Or you can learn, like you said, from that person. So I think it's important to know that we do need a community of believers, but also understanding that not everybody's perfect and, like, to, to not hold that over their head. So thank you for sharing that. And I think people just need to remember, we're not perfect. And to piggyback off to that, that kind of goes off into my next step, which is just obedience. And I feel like um, so people don't experience church hurt. Like, for instance, say, like, 
the verse of the day or what you read today was to love your neighbor mm-hmm. as you love yourself. That's a tough you verse. Know? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I feel like going into what you said about like church hurt, we need to make sure that we are walking in obedience. If that's what we read, we need to walk in that obedience so that we don't hurt other people, that we love other people. Do you think like if we really abide by that verse, like to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, would the church be experiencing church hurt? No. So, and it's like, and I feel like because of the lack of obedience, that's why there's this thing called church hurt. Because we're not, if we were loving each other, church hurt would not exist. But another topic, again, that's another topic for another day. But um, tell, tell us more about like obedience. Okay, you said love your neighbor as yourself. Like, how else do you walk in that manner? Um, yeah, just reading like, for me, like Romans is just a really good one. Like, do not conform to the patterns mm. of this world, which is Romans 12. Um and it's like, I'm reading that, but I need to not conform to the patterns of this world. Yeah, I'm going to work. Yeah, I'm going to school. And I see what's going on around me, but I'm going to walk in the word of God. And I'm going to obey, obey what God is telling me to do. Mm-hmm. So you have us four, I think these steps, you know, I think they're they're doable. Like the first step, starting off your day with God. So whatever that looks like for you. So Priscilla, do I have to wake up at a certain time? Or is it just, you know, being intentional about waking up? Yeah, you honestly, you don't have to wake up at a certain time. Just be intentional and commit to it. Okay. Ooh, that word. That's a, I don't like that word. <laughs> commit, it just means I have to do it. And like, I'm not going to lie, I haven't committed a time to God yet. But I'm working on it. So the first step is to start your day off with God. The second step is to talk to him throughout the day. You can talk to him about whatever. The third step, have a relationship with other people of God. And the fourth step is just to obey what God's word is saying. Okay, so these are four practical steps that Priscilla has given us. Priscilla, is there any final words on, you know, because we're talking about rendering our hearts. Any final words on what it means to like render our hearts and truly build that relationship with God that's not just involved with like routine and like, you know, the basic steps? Um. It all just comes down to an act of surrender. Hmm. I feel like once you freely give yourself away, Mm -hmm. that everything else will kind of, I'm not going to say it comes easily, but it just comes with the process. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you give yourself to God and you're trusting in him, that a relationship, because you're trusting in a relationship, you need to, it needs to be built on trust. Mm -hmm. So once you trust in him and you give yourself to him, then, you know, he will heal your heart. He will work in your life. But it starts with that act of surrender. And that's what worship really comes down to as well. Yeah, and I like how you mentioned the word surrender because we're talking about rendering. And when you look at surrender, it has that word rend. But the definition is, is it's a little different. It says, surrender means to completely give your own will and subject your thoughts, ideas, and deeds to the will and teaching of a higher power. Now, when I think about that word rend, it says to tear apart, to divide, to break. So it's like you got to tear apart like whatever your heart's motives are. You got to tear apart whatever your thoughts are. You got to tear apart whatever you desire in order to submit to the higher power, which is God. The higher power that we believe in is God. So like we have to sub- sub- we have to submit our thoughts, submit our ideas, submit our deeds. We got to break that stuff in order to truly walk in the mercy and grace of God. And like, like, can you give us like an example? Like what, what exactly did you surrender? Like what part of your life did you surrender in your life? Um, so many things, honestly. But in that season, in that that season, in that season, I feel like I had to surrender my plans. Mm. Um, I had so many plans for myself. Like I wanted to do this. I want to do that. But it kind of just came to a point where I'm like, God, your will be done. Mm. I surrender my plans to you. I surrender my dreams. And because again, God knows um, God has our best interests at heart. And so um, I just said, God, your will be done. And 
you know, it's not an easy thing to do, but once you do it, again, it all comes down to trust. Mm -hmm. And like when you walk in that trust, that's when you really walk in the mercy and grace of God. Like that's really what happened to me. Like I was struggling with so with so much, like struggling with sin, struggling with certain mindsets. And that's because I didn't trust God. Like I was doing things on my own accord. I was doing things in my own will because I didn't trust God. But once I really chose to trust God, like that song that, that says, like, I've done a lot of things and I've doubted your mercy. When you doubt, it means you lack trust. And like, that's what I did my entire life. But once I chose to trust God and like, I wasn't taking matters into my own hands. That's what I truly experienced the, the grace and his mercy. And like, I don't want to speak for you, but is that what you have been experiencing this season? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, so I guess that's the general message for it for today is like when you choose to trust God wholeheartedly, like break your heart of your own motives. Like when it says render your heart, rend your heart of your own motives, rend your hearts of your own plans, like completely trust God. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And like, once you decide not to lean on, not to lean on your own understanding, that's when you truly walk in his mercy and in his grace. So Priscilla, thank you so much for being on today's episode and just, you know, being transparent and sharing your testimony. Um, I truly appreciate you. Do you have an Instagram, so, you know, so folks can follow you and, you know, get to know more about you guys. She's a singer, so I would yeah. follow her. Yeah, so it's um, I-T-S, so like the word it's, and then Priscilla, P-R-I-S-K-I-L-L-A, underscore 0718. And I will just make sure that I put it in the show notes so that way. Yes, <laughs> that was a lot. I know. I'm like, what type of Instagram name? <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being on today's episode, guys. Follow her, and we will catch you all, or I will catch you all, on the next episode. Thank you so much.